0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. Gotta do a thing.
1: Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold. Separately, we are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you out there who are, you know, doers, motivated people who are doing things way outside the box. You're probably misunderstood. You are probably laughed at. You're probably looked at as the black sheep. Um, you know, listen, we've had you guys, maybe you're an executive, maybe you're uh, a, an artist, maybe you're an entrepreneur, uh, a CEO. A free person, a creative, it doesn't really matter, but either way, you're just trying to carve your own path. And I always say that that's the the audience that we're going for, and that's the guest that we feature as well too. Nobody here that is ever featured here has done things with the societal path. We've all just kind of said, all right, I got to figure out what makes sense for my soul and just run from there and and really just kind of tap into that that core. And so you guys are all understood. I want to first of all thank everybody in and around the world that is listening. Um, 4.6 million downloads, a bunch of new listeners. There's been an influx of people. And I'm very, very, very grateful. Um, there's a lot of day ones that have been down since the beginning. And there's a lot of new people. So for anybody new, thank you for being here. And, uh, you know, thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for the ratings and the reviews. It means a lot more than, you know, because Apple actually does also recommend <laughs> because of that. And, uh, you know, for those of you that are new, I'm Matt Gottesman. I'm founder, editor in chief of uh, HDF magazine, founder of uh, Hustle Sold Separately, founder of Systems Over Hustle and a few other ventures. You can follow me along at Matt Gottesman uh, on Instagram. You can follow if you want to talk about the intersection of creativity and culture and entrepreneurship at HDF magazine and of course at Hustle Sold Separately. And uh, I appreciate you guys. I've been answering every single DM, text, response, reply, message, email, whatever for seven, eight years. And I don't plan on stopping for another 80, just so you are aware. So go ahead and test me and try me. And we have another, another, another dope episode today, which we are actually recording on a live on Instagram, just because we feel like trying it. And uh, this individual, I came across her content a while back and I was like, that individual is coming on the podcast and then we got to connect and talk. And instantly we're like, yeah, we need to have a bunch of different conversations. Uh, Ruby Freeman, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get into it here in a little bit. Um, she's leadership coach, an entrepreneur, a mentor, a speaker. She has a dope podcast. Stay tuned, we'll talk about that as well too. But we're gonna be talking a lot about performative leadership versus potent leadership. And um, these are the type of topics we'll be discussing today. <laughs> because I asked her, I said, if you had a free-for-all, where do you wanna go in? Social media's impact on our mental, emotional health and how that shows up in our leadership. What's missing from leadership today? You guys are seeing all kinds of stuff online. We're gonna talk a little bit deeper about what's missing from it. Fake authenticity versus true authenticity. Um, We're probably gonna go on a tear there. What leadership is really, uh, how it's really an inner game and uh, what the inner work, why it's needed, right? What is that inner work? Because real leadership Is your self awareness and your ability to understand how you are showing up in the world and how that is in relationship to others, not just telling people, go do this, go do that. I'm a boss, I'm badass, I'm all these things. That's not leadership. Leadership is empathy and it's sympathy and it's, you know, um, self awareness and it's asking the right questions and it's a lot of other things. But real quick, I want to just give Ruby's background real quick. She's amazing. She has an amazing experience, leadership coach, mentor, and speaker, as I mentioned, um, helping a lot of ambitious entrepreneurs and creatives out there. So be sure to check her out on Instagram and connect with her um, and just helping them bring more of what they do to the spotlight and the forefront and how they show up as leaders. Uh, she's a catalyst for change, has helped hundreds of thought leaders build their confidence and crystallize their messaging, landing them on podcasts, stages, television, and front pages of newspapers across the country. She's the founder of the Thought Leader Collective and the host of today's Thought Leader podcast. Go check it out. I've actually listened to a few, and they're amazing. It was rated number 38 on iTunes for entrepreneurship in 2019. Not surprised. And she was named an icon of influence at the 2018 New Media Summit and an inspirational woman by the Huffington Post in 2016. Uh, so this woman doesn't sleep. As an expert of leader on leadership, personal growth, and entrepreneurship, she's spoken on stages around the globe has been featured uh, as a guest on over 60 podcasts, among them uh, Joel's Addicted to Success, Joel Brown, actually just hit me up the other day uh, on the DM, so that's uh, amazing synergies. And uh, that podcast episode fetched over 3.2 million downloads. She's not playing around people. Uh, When she isn't leading her six-figure business, she can be found hiking, hugging trees, or traveling with her husband, Kevin, uh, which I'm learning a little bit more about his brand and his background, which seems pretty incredible. So thank you, Ruby, for being here. I appreciate you.
0: Mm, Matt, thank you so much for having me. This is this is gonna be a really good conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I appreciate your authenticity. The first time we we spoke too, and I was like, okay, here's the type of content that we sometimes feel is missing, right from uh, mm-hmm. from social media. And but I always I always start off with the first question. The first question is the most important, which is it's the only one that's really the same. Is how do we get here? Because you have an incredible background. You can share as much as you want. Um, you can go as far back as you want. Some people have gone as far back as the big bang theory. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, believe it or not, people actually have, <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it's really about wherever you want to start in your journey and to give us a little, a little bit more context of like how this became so important to you and why you've become, you know, a leader amongst, you know, this topic and, and, uh, this industry. Mm.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go as far back as, um, I feel is needed in order to create a connection with our listeners today. Um, So really I was, let's start here. I am an Indian Sikh woman and I was raised as a first generation Sikh Indian woman in Canada. Meaning what that means is my parents were raised, uh, were born in India. My mom was born and raised in India. My dad was born in India, raised in the UK When you are a first generation of an immigrant family, that in itself comes with its own set of complications Uh, and add to that the fact that our culture is actually um, a little conservative and especially towards women. So I was always raised to show up a certain way, to be a certain way in order to gain the love and acceptance of not just my parents, but my culture as a whole, my cultural society as a whole. So there was a lot of expectations on me to be the perfect future daughter-in-law, the perfect future wife, the perfect future everything. And um, while also being pressured to go after certain forms of education and certain lines of work because not everything was good enough, I was outspoken as a child, but as I grew up and, and learned that what I was saying isn't always welcomed, I started to shut down. I started to dilute myself in order to gain the love and acceptance from my family, from my parents. Um, I never felt like I was good enough at everything. Anytime that I would challenge my parents, which I did often, all the time, uh, I was shunned or punished. And I also just didn't fit in in school. And so here I was at a young age, really training to be the person that everyone likes. Like I was in this training to to be the one who pleases everyone, to be the one who everyone loves, to be the one who looks perfect for her family. Uh, You know, it was a training that I enrolled myself into, but it was one that was also pushed upon me. So with all of that going on, I also started to experience depression and anxiety at a really young age. At the age of 11, I started having um, anxiety episodes that were so severe that I would faint. Um, I started experimenting with numbing out with whatever I could get my hands on at that time. And at that time, being 11 and living at home, it was basically just ibuprofen and acetaminophen. And I would take as many as I possibly could just to numb out. And as I grew up, I started to carry a belief, a a true like cemented in belief that I wasn't good enough, that no one's going to like me for my truth. No one's going to like me for being who I am. So let me try on all these different identities um, that aren't really me that are actually false. But let me try these things on just to gain the love and acceptance and the, the sense of belonging that I really want. And so all throughout schooling, high school, college, I was constantly trying to be something that I wasn't controlling how I was being perceived and got married at a really, really young age at the age of 20. Um, and that's when I would say shit really hit the fan. I, I realized that I was super unhappy. My depression and my anxiety were out of control. Uh, I became addicted to my prescription medications. Um over i was over medicated by traditional western medicine and i became addicted went through a divorce 5 years later um, attempted suicide and after the divorce i felt a certain level of freedom and a desire to want to experiment in in understanding who i was but When you live so much of your life for other people to please other people, to fit a certain box or a perception of who you think you need to be, you lose sight completely of who you are. And so in my mid-20s, I was trying to figure out who I was. And that's when I got into the nightlife scene. And this is something we have in common. I fell into the nightlife scene, became a promoter and um, an event producer loved the nightlife scene, but it also catered to my addictive personality. And so, um, I became highly addictive to alcohol and drugs. And in fact, that was the only way that I could function was if I was drunk or high and I didn't know I was an addict. I just thought I was doing what everyone else is doing and it felt good and it felt right. Um, but something was very, very wrong, you know, and I was in and out of abusive relationships. And, and then I, in 2012, that was when I finally really hit rock bottom, face down, like in the mud, um, a relationship that was highly abusive had just ended. I had ended it. I realized it was built on a bed of lies and I had no one else to blame but myself. Like that was the first time in my life where I could look in the mirror and and say to myself, wow, like I'm the one who got myself here. I can't, can no longer blame my parents. I can't blame the people I've been dating. I can't blame my friends. I can't blame anyone. Like every choice and decision that has led me to where I am today is a choice or decision that I have made, that I have made, you know, and when you make that realization, I call it like the own your shit moment. Like the moment you own your shit, you can't see anything but all the ways in which you've led yourself to that point. And so it was a really eye-opening experience for me in 2012 because that's when I realized if I had the power to choose all these things, then that means I have the power to choose differently. I just didn't know what different was. And so I continued kind of in and out of the addiction. I, I went from like, using every day to binging on, on, you know, three days a week and finally, um, learn to let go of, of the drugs first and then the alcohol. And all the while I was sharing about my experience online in a random Tumblr account, being really vocal for the first time about my feelings. And it felt safe. It felt like an online diary. Um, it felt really good. Like all this energy that I had inside of me, all these years that were um, suppre- years of suppressing my voice, it felt so free to be able to use my voice in this random Tumblr account and just share what I was going through. And I would share poems that I would write. I would share what I called Rubyisms, like quotes. I shared the real shit. And then one day I got brave enough to share that real shit on Facebook where everyone knew me. And that's when things really started to shift. Um, I talked about my addiction. I talked about where it was. I talked about the changes that I was trying to implement in my life. And um, my inbox filled from messages from international artists that I had produced shows for to people I don't know on Facebook, to my friends just saying, we didn't know that you were going through this or I'm going through something similar or I feel like I, I want to share my story now. And I realized that all these years like decades of being told not to share my truth and through those years feeling so disconnected from people and so disliked now having that whole belief system rearranged right in front of me to say actually when you speak your truth you create connection with people and they can actually see you because they see themselves in you and all of a sudden I felt seen but all- all the people that are reading my shit felt seen as well. And so that's when I really learned the value of authenticity and transparency and um so many of us have I wouldn't say the exact same background but similar backgrounds where we were told we were too much, not enough, too loud, too opinionated, um too weird, uh you know, told that we need to do do certain things or be a certain way to be perceived a certain way and be loved and accepted by others. We've all been um, almost like molded like Play-Doh and we've allowed a, allowed that to happen to a point where you don't recognize yourself when in reality, all that shit that you've been told are lies <laughs> and the thing that's actually going to free you and help you create the connections that you desire is your authenticity and your transparency and you really owning the fullest expression of who you are, which I like to call your potency. And so this has all led me to do the work that I do today. I realize, like, I really just want to serve people and help them find their voice, find their potency and start showing up as the fullest expression of who they be. Um, because now more than ever, it's really easy to hide, you know, as visible as we, you know, quote unquote visible as we all are. Um, it's actually that much easier for us to hide who we are or manipulate how we're being seen. Um, And I'm here to really support the leaders with big heart driven causes who are sick of doing shit there in all these twisted manipulative ways. And they just want to start showing up as them, but maybe they don't know who they are just yet, or they're not confident enough to show up in that just yet, or they haven't yet fully allowed themselves to fully experience their potency because they've been diluting it for so long. And so this is the work that I do. That's the story that led me to the work that I did, that I do. And there's a lot of other detours in the middle of it, but I feel like that that'll hit home for a lot of listeners.
1: Yeah. You know, (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot in there, which is what happened when we connected. and um, so I want to touch on a few of those things. you know, mm-hmm. going back to like when you said like back in 2012, yeah. um, I get that because that's that's actually the same year that it happened to me as well too. Um, and it was brutal. And one of the things that you said that I think is very important is, I make choices. I made these choices. I make choices. Mm-hmm. And it would be easy for a lot of people to simply say, this is what happened and these people did this mm-hmm. and these people did that and I wasn't looked at this way and I wasn't understood that way and it and you a person would not be blamed for thinking that, but it still won't solve the innate problem that you're in that position at least that's how yes. I felt I feel like that's how you felt and it was like so what can I do differently in that position and that was one of the first things that really resonated with me when we first connected on on your story and then, the part about you speaking on Tumblr was me speaking on on Instagram. I mean, this is before the, the algorithms and the, the great, right, yeah. like even before they even had that term, like influencer was the funniest thing because mm-hmm. I just needed a platform. And I think that there are more people out there dealing with the same shit mm-hmm. and having the same feelings than people could possibly imagine. And it's not until we use a digital space to create that actual space for people to be like, fuck, like, yeah, thank you for getting me. Like, how do you understand me? How do you this, how do you that? And it's like, I am you. I'm just at this part now of my phase and trying to own every little bit of everything that I do. But I am you, because people say like, how are you mm-hmm. in my head? I'm like, we are you. And, and I, mm-hmm. I and I love also the fact that you stepping into your your line of work comes from very extensive experience which not only makes you authentic already because you're already like a knowing and understanding of doing your own work, but then helping other people as well be like, here's what I do know and here's what I'm continuing to master. And I think that sometimes is what's missing online from everybody coming on and and simply, you know, with social media, like I'm an expert this, I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you that. Even when people are like, oh, you're the expert in this. I'm like, I'm a student in this. Mm -hmm. I just happen to be 20 years deep. And they uh, and they always look at it like okay and i'm like if we're experts i feel like we should be dead <laughs> because we're always mm-hmm. evolving you know but i but i really i appreciated you you know also telling the story of just like the steps that you took and you're also correct i i firmly believe in what you're saying about all these leaders out there that um some of them have been put into positions where for whatever reason generationally or from time's sake or whatever where there are a lot of people relying on them publicly and professionally, Mm -hmm. maybe even the organization and they could be so much higher in life, higher meaning from freer, but they're so stuck because if they say the wrong thing, it'll trigger a bunch of different people in a bunch of different places and business and personal and all this other stuff. And that is a cage. That is Mm -hmm. such a cage. So the amount of work I can only imagine you have there where leaders probably tell you the (laughs) utmost like secrets of everything. Like, here's how I really feel and what I really want to say. So I can imagine the the magnitude of you being like, I think you should go publicly and just say all that. (laughs) It must be. like, Yeah, I mean,
0: it's like if it was that easy, people would just be saying what they need to say. Right. And then that whole piece about owning your shit that never dies you know i'm still finding ways to own my shit and we can it's really easy for us to blame something or be completely unconscious to the choices and decisions we're making because yes those choices and decisions that we make how we behave how we show up um is all influenced by our belief systems and so whatever beliefs we take in whatever we've trained ourselves to believe and and some of those beliefs are false and very limiting. And so, and, and maybe they were taught to us by our parents or our friends or our exes, whatever it is. But at some point in your life, you need to recognize the fact that you, at the end of the day, it's you who makes the choices and decisions. It's you, right? And so the awareness is key. You know, the more aware, the more self-aware you become, The more you start to notice all these different choices and decisions that you're making, and all of a sudden, these unconscious choices and decisions that are really just you running on autopilot from these false belief systems, um, those become conscious. And within that conscious shift, you now have the power to choose something different to make a different decision. And so, this is what is uh, impacting leaders today. You know, it's these belief systems that they're holding on to that is influencing influencing the way in which they choose to show up online, the stuff they choose to to say. And I think it's interesting how you said, you know, they now they have a lot of people depending on them, whether it's like a team or their following or clients, whatever it is, for me, at the end of the day, the my rule is not um, don't give a fuck. I think that that's false. My rule is know what to give a fuck about. So I'm going to give a fuck about my integrity. I'm going to give a fuck about my authenticity. I'm going to give a fuck about being a genuine, real, good, kind human being. I'm going to give a fuck about the causes that I support. I'm going to give a fuck about my mission, my purpose, what I believe I'm here to do and who I'm here to serve. And anything that falls away from that is not something that I'm going to give a fuck about. So when I show up online, for sure, I'm going to offend some people. For sure, I'm going to miss out on sponsorship opportunities, speaking gigs for just being who I am but I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I mean? Like I give a fuck about showing up for this cause, this mission, this purpose that I feel that I have been divinely gifted. That's what I give a fuck about. And that's what I'm passionate about. And that's what I want for everyone else. Like no more of this, trying to please everyone and be something for everybody because you're not, you're not here to be something for everybody. You know, you're not here to please everyone. You're not gonna be everyone's favorite flavor, but you are going to create the biggest impact, the, the, the most, the, the deepest depth of impact on those who are really truly meant to be served by you. And that can only happen when you show up as the fullest expression of, of who you are in your potency and, and sharing all facets of who you be with the world so that you connect with the right people and, and the people who are not aligned just fall away.
1: Yeah. They gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I, um, I firmly believe, um, that, uh, you know, everyone won't, won't make it right. And I, and I don't want to be for everybody. You know, I, I, I'm not for everybody. Everybody is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, We're, you know, we're here to serve our, you know, our soul from, from, uh, like, from that purpose, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't, I don't, I just genuinely don't want to be for any, for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I can influence hundreds of millions along the way, great. But, like, um, and I think that, well, there's so many different things that you brought up in there that So my mom was running, uh, you know, I like how you said, like, I may not get certain sponsorship opportunities. I might not get certain, you know, stages and things like that. Cool. Like, because if that's not what I look at it as a reverse vetting. If you don't want it, then I don't want to be a part of it. Because, mm-hmm. like, if, or if that's not like fitting into your guys' mold, then cool, like, I wouldn't want to be a part of it. I care about like constantly providing value to my audience and teaching them the like exactly what staying in your most authentic self looks like. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change for the masses, you know? And the mm-hmm. other thing, the other thing that I also thought was really cool um, when you were, you know, talking about, um, you know, this, uh, the, the leadership from, um. Oh, there's so many points. I'm not typing because my computer is like holding up. Right. <laughs> here. So it's like, it's so funny. So I'm like, I'm trying to go back into like my, normally when I, when I do mm-hmm. these episodes, I, I love, you know, just jotting all these different notes down because you said so many great things, but um, you know, the, the, the leaders and like what they're, you know, what they're really holding back on. And I get mm-hmm. it because they're, they're afraid of like, you know, how somebody's going to take it, whatever, but it's like, and you, you even said it even the other day on your stories, you're like, I'm, you know, I'm speaking my truth. I've lost, you know, a hundred people, whatever, in a day, like, bye, gotta go. Like social media, cancel culture, this whole like lack of openness, um, you know, or if like something conflicts a person's belief, I'm finding it very interesting to watch because, um, I don't believe in it. I think that if something is coming up, a person instead of canceling somebody else should be like, "Let me understand what's going on a little bit more in detail, to, mm-hmm. to better, you know, to have a grasp of like why would that be coming up from that other side." You know what I mean? And you know, one of the things you wanted to talk about was like social media and this the, the mental health aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have go, you can go on a tear, and I want you to talk mm-hmm. about that. But like, I, I just. I feel like so many people are comparing to a life and I and I tell them all the time I'm like what you think you see I know personally when they contact me and say hey so this is what's really going on I'm like wow like even with a million followers like you're dealing with this and you're giving a totally different perception I'm probably not the guy for you to work on this project with mm-hmm. but cool like I people don't understand that what they're seeing on social media really does affect their health and that like um, and I'd like to also think that that's old and that's dying and that mode of operation in this year is proving that anybody that is not in their most authentic self really connecting and saying, look, here's what shit is really like. And here's how things really are. If you're not like that, goodbye when 2021 hits i think that you're already being dismantled now even though cancel culture is also kind of doing its whole little song and dance as well too but Mm -hmm. i would love to just get your take on on the mental health aspect of like what social media is doing especially during a time like now where there's (laughs) a lot of different information a lot Mm -hmm. of different you know um controlled information uh all kinds of things and and but also most importantly like how the people can just kind of get out of their way a little bit and and use social more for good uh, mm-hmm. for their mental health. And, you know, um how to how to step away from the stuff that's really affecting them negatively.
0: Yeah. I actually write on this topic thoroughly in my book that's coming out soon. And and I do have a chapter that's entitled Social Media for Social Good. Um, but it's it's so interesting when you step away from social media and just look at how it's been created. Um, it is from a psychological perspective, it is created to fuel addiction. Everything from the like button to the comments, um, to the notifications, like these all give us hits of dopamine. So every time you get a notification on your phone, you get a little dopamine hit every time you get a like. You get a dopamine hit every time you get, you know, a DM or a comment. You get these dopamine hits. And on the flip side, when you get a comment that is mean or not aligned with your views, or you know, a troll, you get the opposite effect, which is um, it, it hits your worthiness wound. Like I'm not worthy enough, or who is this person? You start to react. It gets you into flight or fight response immediately. Your nervous system gets activated, and we all know this. We've all been there. I've been there too. You know, and you're gripping your phone, and you're just like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do right now?" And so, you're constantly battling your nervous system, and um, your and navigating these emotions that arise through social media, and. Now let's add to that, the scrolling. So as you're scrolling, what are you doing? Uh, One, you're inputting information, whether you realize it or not. Um, You are always constantly unconsciously capturing information through your retinas, which then, I mean, think of your eyes as gateways into your brain. And it basically just takes these visual images and captures it and puts into your brain. So even if you think you're not um, taking in information and you're just scrolling, You are, (laughs) you are. And you're also then comparing yourself to other people. And this is why we see a rise in what I call comparisonitis. You know, you're comparing yourself to other people, people like you, people who you strive to be like people in your same industry doing similar things. Um, People that you went to high school with who now may be seemingly doing quote unquote better than you. Um, you've got comparisonitis. And so all of these things combined create this massive storm for your mental health, because on one hand, you're addicted to the dopamine hits. And on the other hand, the more uh, attached you become to your social media, the more it starts to drag you down because of the comparison, because of all the hits to your worthiness wound, because of all these things. And so it's it's an, am- I will say this, it's an amazing tool. I love it. I think it has changed the way in which humanity connects with people around the globe. Cause now we have the ability to see what's happening in other places. Now we don't have to just rely on traditional media, which as we know is filtered as fuck. Okay. They're just dishing out what they want you to see. Now we can see you know, what's happening in Syria. Now we can see what's actually happening in Australia. Like we can see these things. So it's such a gift. But when you let this thing abuse you, when you let yourself be abused by it, that's when it starts to work against you. And instead of you working it, you let it work you. And this is what I'm seeing happening to a lot of leaders because Uh, let's face it, we live in a digital era. So a lot of what we're building is online and especially right now, (laughs) we're just online all the time. And with that being said, it's easier to fall into the traps that social media has to offer. If you don't really know who the fuck you are, if you're not confident, if you're not, um, standing in full conviction of, of who you be the, this tool, you know, this, uh, or like the TV show black mirror, <laughs> this black mirror is going to take you down and you may not even be aware of it. You may be completely unconscious to all the ways in which you're letting your social media rule you showing up in performative ways, um, pretending, letting it manipulate you, letting it dilute you. Um, you may not be aware of that, but this is, you know, as of right now, this is an invitation for you to look at the ways in which you're using social media and, and seeing are you actually using it or is it using you?
1: I love that uh, somebody just said it on, on, on the live too like, um, completely fucks up our self trust when we allow it mm-hmm. to run us. And it's uh, so, that's so, so well put. Uh, and everything you just said, yeah, you know, um, on one hand, it serves us very, very well because. We are living in a very transparent world now, and Mm -hmm. everything that was controlled through traditional media is fucking up now, and I can only Mm -hmm. imagine the people pulling all the strings on traditional media, but like, fuck, we really didn't see that coming. Like we did, but we thought we had it under control, I'm like, it's the internet. Mm -hmm. You have nothing in that area under control, and they're trying, they're trying, right? They're Mm -hmm. trying, like, you know, we'll just, that's fat, that's fake, that's this, that's that. And I'm like, you know, look. the internet and so um and that too um as a lot of information gets released that too can actually be very hard-hitting for a lot of people um i know like even with a more stable mind these days i'm going down the rabbit hole and like seeing Mm -hmm. all these things and i'm like wow there's a lot of shit there was a Mm -hmm. lot of shit that was you know covered up there's a lot of different shit in general and i was like okay like you know um that can be also very mentally exhausting and draining and i and i think that it's important for people to understand that like look consumption and creation social media is good for some consumption be careful of what you're consuming Mm -hmm. um get educated and use it in that aspect but also do it in doses because it can also be too much and then i do also believe that like um you don't want it to as it was put here like fuck up your Mm self-trust um you know and we do that when we start allowing, as you said, like, as we're kind of scrolling through and getting all these ideas of like what everybody else is doing and how everybody else is living. And it's just not that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that people just, they get, they get too stuck in that, um, that they're like, if you're only seeing a highlight reel, that's not a traditional day all day. Like you're seeing a fraction of what is going on. And even then that's like probably a take 50 Of like to get the perfect shot with the dress flowing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like, you know, and the wave crashing behind and it's all that. And it's like, did you enjoy the moment though? Or were you just trying to get the perfect wave for like the last hour and a half while Mm -hmm. like these guys over here were just kind of sitting out and looking at the ocean (laughs) and Mm -hmm. enjoying themselves? So, So there's like, there's three and fourth dimensional, like really looking at like beyond the post. And I think people just kind of also need to understand that. Um, and I wanted to also talk a little bit about you know what's also missing from leadership. And, and I remember one of the points I wanted to tell you earlier, as you were talking about you know even like in business and um, you know and, and just you know, telling people what to do and things like that. Self awareness um, in in leadership is so beyond important. Um, and I don't even feel like I could have been able to lead a team the way I lead now years ago without have gone through going through all of my my self awareness and personal growth. Meaning like when even I I've even had this with one of the people who I, I rely and trust on the most and she's phenomenal what she does, but she has had also a lot of other things going on too. And so sometimes it affects her work performance and I, but I need her. And so it's also, it's this balance of being like, Hey, listen, you're phenomenal what you do. I need you. Mm-hmm. If you've got stuff going on, Let's you and I, you want to take an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. I got you. We're going to go do that over here outside of this and let's work through it. I'm here to support. I'm here to this. I'm here to mm-hmm. all these things. But we can also let it disrupt all the good that we're doing over here and the people who are relying on us who need mm-hmm. us and all these other things as well, too. And um, and so we continue to show up and crush it. And she was like, "Wow, like you know, I really appreciate it." And I'm, always, and I'm always like, or I ask for for her thoughts on things, and she's like, "Wow, like I've, as a woman, I've never been listened to before." And I'm like, "You have amazing ideas. Like I love hearing them. You know, I want you to check me." And she's like, "Huh? Like I've never actually experienced somebody leading that way before." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't have all the answers by having a lot of really smart people around me, knowing a vision of what I want. Mm-hmm. I can have them check me as well too. But like, is this possible? or Is this not?" And mm-hmm. I so I've learned a lot from my own journey of. How I understand myself is how I can also show up for others that rely on me too and mm-hmm. vice versa and how I can also rely on them to be honest and not sugarcoat it, right? Because then we're not being honest about like our needs. What do I still need? But also saying I I get you and I hold that space for you. Mm-hmm. And then, and there was a, and a, so I wanted you to talk about that topic. And then, you know, because earlier when you were, yeah, when you were talking about these things, I was thinking a lot about how um, like we can't, in order to lead others um, we it's not about uh, it's about connecting with them and saying like i i get you but it's also being like very like direct and directional as well too mm-hmm. um, and but having a different kind of conversation in that possible it's not like this is what you're doing it's like well hold up a second <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like this is how i'm feeling from what's going on i need you to help me understand what's happening here so we can work through that together and figure these things out and things like that. Like, uh, you know, and I, I found that it, it just makes for so much better. And bu- I mean, it's not even in this because that doesn't happen often, but I'm saying in business in general, I've noticed that like that makes for much better kind of conversations um, because otherwise everybody's projecting everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you just get everybody's projections like nonstop. Um, and I'm trying to make sure that people own whatever's going on in their world and whatever I'm going on in my world. And how are those two interacting while we're doing stuff? And how can we help each other for whatever's going on in individual worlds without absorbing it and making it my accountability or your accountability or those other things leadership is is got layers to it and i think that um a higher eq is what's making better leaders great leaders and and um you know leaving a mark versus what i think leadership used to be taught of it like oh you know mm-hmm. do you have a system and this is this i'm like leadership is a like Fucking connect with the people. And Mm -hmm. in order to do that, connect with yourself. Do you love who you are? No, I think you should work on that before you start drilling somebody else and like, you know, giving them a hard time. Like, Mm -hmm. love on yourself and how do you talk to yourself and how do you show up for yourself? And even though we can still be hard on ourselves, you know, which is fine, we still have to like, we still have to have such a a keen understanding of who we are to be able to deal with other people uh, and create that space for them. So... Leadership and what's missing in business today, because I know you see probably so many things, and uh, I'll probably be here taking a couple of notes with just like my right hand only.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to start by sharing um, a story. I had this client uh, come to me, and she had worked with countless business coaches and strategists, like really great mentors, amazing mentors. you know, you probably know a few of the names. And she was like, "I it's, nothing's working. Nothing's working. She had all the strategies created. She had all the marketing created, everything, everything. But she claims nothing's working. And so we started working together because immediately I knew why things weren't working. And it's because of this, this old paradigm that uh, leadership was in and as, as well as, um, you know, this old paradigm of, of, of growth in some ways where we depend on these external things to get us to where we need to be. Everything is very external, the external strategies, the external tools, the external, um, guidance, everything is external. And so it's not that she didn't have the right strategies, tools, operations. She had every, if she worked all of that and was who she needed to be to work all those things, it would have worked for her. However, she was not in alignment with any of that. And she was not being who she needed to be to put these things into action. I share that story because this is where I see the old paradigm of leadership dying. Um, and how I'd like to describe the old paradigm of leadership versus, you know, today's leadership is through a visual. Cause I think this really resonates for a lot of people is the old paradigm of leadership is the leader stands up on stage at the front of the room with the audience in front of them. They've got the mic, they're on a pedestal and they're speaking at the audience. The new paradigm of leadership is there's just a room, no stage, no pedestals. The leader is in the middle of the room, surrounded by everyone, not necessarily on a mic, but shoulder to shoulder with everyone in the room seeing people eye to eye. That's the new paradigm of leadership. And as much as people say that they they are that, they want to be that, they're these so-called conscious leaders, it's like you're not being fucking conscious if you're all about the performance. And so, this is where I see the biggest disconnect in, in people. And this includes like new age leaders with millions of followers. Like, you're still not connecting. You're still presenting a false re- or skewed reality of who you are in order p- to present an image. And if this year's shown anything at all, it's shown who the real leaders are, who are the people who are willing. To step outside their picture-perfect grid on Instagram and post something real. And I, I don't mean, and I say this, I've did a whole podcast episode on this where it's like, you don't have to speak up for all the causes. I mean, this year alone, 2020 alone, we've had um, you know, Black Lives Matter, COVID, which within itself has brought up a whole bunch of other shit. The media is lying to you, everyone's lying to you, the the vaccinations, the health the you know government breakdowns like all the things there's so many different things that you can speak up on you don't have to speak up on all these things that's what i'm saying don't feel like you need to in order to be seen a certain way and we have those leaders who are like oh i need to post about everything even though i don't really understand everything but i'm going to post about everything just so that i can be seen as someone who cares i don't want that either what i'm encouraging you to do is find the causes that actually mean something to you the ones that actually feel aligned with you and those are the things you get to speak up on like break the picture-perfect grid. I was shocked at how many people were conducting business as usual, like as, as if nothing has happened in the world. And there are still people who are doing that. And to me, that's just not reality. And again, like you don't have to speak up on every single cause, but can we just ground ourselves in the reality that our community is facing? Can yeah. we ground ourselves in in what our, our followers are going through and experiencing?
1: You know, um, <laughs> how much of a tear do I go on there? <laughs> um, I had somebody reach out, uh, a couple people, and they're like, with such big platforms, with HDF and also separately and, um, you know, in general, they're, they were asking, they were like, Um, how come you don't talk more about these things? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said, well, you know, like everything that's going on outside. I'm like, I've been talking for eight years Mm -hmm. about the things that matter, that start inside, that help where we're going. Not let's all get online and argue a point.
0: Yeah, let's all rally for something that may, you know, just so that we can be seen in a certain way. You know, let me let me post a Black Lives Matter quote, but not actually look into what it stands for, what anti-racism work is, and take ownership for the ways in which maybe I've shown up in these ways. Like, let's, it, it, It's it's just ludicrous. And I think that now more than ever, it's easy to perform, Right. Because you can just whip out your camera and show people what you want to show them and then hit stop and stop doing what you're doing. And so we're missing this piece of congruency. Like, are you being everything you teach, preach, talk about, share, present? Are you actually being that? Are you the same person by yourself as you are in front of the camera? that's what's missing. And that that's the piece that actually creates or solidifies a real connection. Like someone can have millions of followers, but not be connected to any of them. You know what I mean? And you can also have a smaller following and be uber connected and have a super, I've known so many people who make a shit ton of money, have super successful businesses, have a super loyal community of people who, love them and will continue going to them for business who have a very small social media or digital footprint. Because it's not about who you're being online. It's who you're being period.
1: You know, and I think people get a little, they get a little lost in the fact that, um, numbers equates to, um, you know, success. And I've said Mm -hmm. this a million times and I'm like, it is a metric, which, I never bought my following a lot of uh, a lot of people I know did. Not my mm-hmm. crew, but like I know a lot of people who did. I'm just like, mm-hmm. all right, so like let's not even have that fucking conversation right there. Yeah. Like you aren't even my 8 on my personal, my 130 on my my uh, my bigger like when you get when you do it that way organically, then we'll get in the ring and talk, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? But but I, I I firmly believe like the numbers are, are what's what you know cause people to think like, oh, okay, um, you know, they're successful. Then on top of that, Interesting how the people with the numbers then, when it came time to talk about real shit going on in the world, Mm -hmm. silence, or they couldn't travel anymore, they couldn't go here, they couldn't do this, or they couldn't do that, and it was affected. Like it was sort of like, all right, so now just try being you, and now just try like you're going to win when you're honest. I promise you, and it's okay. In fact, your 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 following, if they weren't before you know wanting to hear it but they hear it from you now boom they'll be like wow like did so-and-so just say what I think that they just said like whew, mm-hmm. thank you like the power and responsibility you have as a leader with an actual following of that size to be able to say I know how you're what you're going through yeah. instead of arguing a aside or saying like this is what they're doing and this is what they're da- they're doing be like listen Here's how you might be feeling. Um, I felt this way before and I totally get it. Not arguing, not yelling, not like, you know, all that stuff, but like literally just connecting. That like the opportunity during a time like this for people to show up in ways that they have never shown up before is so huge, such an upside. But I get Mm -hmm. it to your point earlier where you said like, but even with that vast following, they may not have actually been connected before and and I think that that's what we're we're also exactly, kind of exactly though we're witnessing we're witnessing more than ever. It's interesting, celebrities during this time um, are
0: where'd they go? They're
1: they're where actually they having go? a hard time. They're having a hard time. Uh, and and <laughs> I feel that some of them, very small few, a right. very small few are okay. A lot of the others, like I'm like you all are really missing the mark. And to your point, where would they go? Or like because in this world where like new, you're now the people online that are willing to have the conversations or the ones that are being authentic are the ones that are being like hey here's what's really going on here's what there's a new there's a new kid in town and that and that's all these people online that are like willing to just show up and, and be authentic and talk about these mm-hmm. things and and whatever, like whether it's related to society, to business and things like that. And, and you're also your point about like yeah people like even on the business side or like who are I, I love what you said, you're saying external, you know, the external strategies or the con- conscious leaders presenting a yeah. skewed reality to present an image like now would not be the time to present an image, especially like with the cars and with this and with that, or whatever. And I'm like, first of all, like that's dumb, given the fact, like if anything, now. Everybody, you should realize that since social media can be censored, the IRS is probably watching you and they're probably already like laughing because they're like, that person doesn't even have that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I just, I find that like presenting an image is stalling. For, like you don't have to do that. And mm-hmm. if you think that that's what helps you win in life, it doesn't because it's, it's, it's a very shaky foundation. You're going to fall. It's going mm-hmm. to happen. And this year proved for a lot of people it it did, and then also we're, we're we're watching an uprising of people being like, enough, enough, yeah. enough. I don't care. I don't. I, you and your fucking Ferraris, and you and your, you know, and uh, you know, your um, you're a boss, and you're doing things this way, and you and the perfect life with the perfect tan, with the perfect house, with the perfect kids, with the perfect uh, outfit for the perfect date night, for the perfect like, enough, enough, <laughs> enough, because it does. It's not real. It's not like you can't end. T- how could it be real when that shut down and that shut down and you can't go there and you can't go there like enough, enough, yeah. you know? And I, I I, have been saying it, but I've been very polite about saying it, but I've been very honest about how I say it. But I'm glad that now the rest of the world goes, is this what you're talking about? I'm like, a little bit, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah, my, that's my rant on we, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just need to, you know, I'll say this. It all comes down to the inner work. It's what I always say. And that's why I say leadership is an inner game. Like if you devote yourself to the inner work, and that means you doing you before anything else, you doing you before the world, you doing you before your purpose, um, and being devoted to that as your own personal journey of mastery, which is lifelong, you're going to be okay. But we don't have enough leaders that are willing to devote themselves to the inner work because they're too uh, fixated on the external getting the external results now they're too fixated on the ROI they're they're fixated on how they're being seen but when you i mean i am who i am today and i'm able to show up the way in which i show up today because of my devotion to the inner work i know who i am unapologetically and i will take a stand for that but that has taken a lot of inner work and it continues to take a lot of inner work and the reason I can look at the news now and not feel phased or the reason why I can scroll through my feed and not feel phased is because of the inner work that I continue to do day in and day out. Like That is my number one priority as a leader because I need to be devoted to myself before I can devote myself to other people. Otherwise, you're just giving people a piss poor image of who you be, you know? Um, So... That, that's what I want to wrap everything up in is like the inner work is where it all begins and where it all ends. And that's what's missing in leadership today is there's not enough emphasis on the inner work. Just like that one client who went after all these business coaches and got all the external strategies. And when she actually started to do the inner work with me and got down to what she actually believes, what she actually values, what's really meaningful and important to her, she was able to see why some of these strategies aren't the right fit for her how she can start doing business differently and the reasons why she wasn't taking action which that is going to change the game for you forever. So inner inner work for leadership that's where it all begins. That you have to be devoted to yourself first and foremost before you devote yourself to anyone anything including your purpose.
1: And and daily, you know. Yes, um, daily. <laughs> inner growth is a, a is a never-ending daily task um, that I had to, and it was hard, you know, as uh, uh, because, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for your past, but I know that I learned that part of the way I got to where I got to was also because of how many people I was putting first. Um, and um, that means my cup was constantly emptying and I was running out of energy and I was running out of um you know, the source, which is me. And so, you know, so I think that that's, um, you know, that's something that, so by the way, disconnected, but that's that's okay, because uh, I want to make sure that uh, <laughs> we just keep going, but. Um, sorry about that. Um So yeah, so I, I think it's a matter, I mean, like every day, devoting that, that, that time to like, kind of reflect, you know, and I would love for you to, like share, like for you, how it's so easy to get busy and it's so easy to, um, you know, we do certain things. Here's here's what I've noticed and I, I want, I'd love to hear your take on it. So I have found that um, there are things that are just innately so good for me. And um, there are certain routines, there's certain things, um, you know, prayer, meditation, gratitude, journaling, um, you know, certain walks in the morning, times of the day that I work out, doing all these different things. And mm-hmm. I have noticed that There have been times that if you get too busy um, and you're not careful in management of those things, you can start to push them aside because the very gifts that you did that got you to the very busy factor for all the wonderful things that are happening, it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh, there's so much more now. There's like, you know, it's all coming in. There's all, you know, and one of the things that I've learned over the, the last year and a half was management of, as I get busy, I'm like, okay, well, you'll have to fit into this, this type of schedule. You'll have to do like the boundaries, right? Because if we're not constantly working on ourselves and our inner work and staying grounded, or if we come up out of that work a little bit, how do we get ourselves immediately back into it? Um, because if we don't, we're going to see some of the same repeated patterns from the past. Um, and so, you know, do you ever, A, do you ever get so busy that you, you start to notice like, uh, I know, I know what's happened this week. I, I forgot to do some of these things, but I need to, I'm going to jump right back on. Cause you're self-aware So it's like, I'm going to jump right back on, on these things because inner work has to be a constant. It is a consistent all the way until we die.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, I'm human. And <laughs> so of right. course, like I'm going to get into points where I get really, you know, quote unquote busy or Uh, preoccupied with things and let things slide, I'm human and I will notice it immediately and get back on it. But that's why it's never about perfection. It's just about the devotion, right? And so even when you're devoted to something, that doesn't mean that you're going to do it perfectly. Um, What is perfect anyways, it's just to, for the way that I look at it is I'm not devoted to a practice. I'm not devoted to a ritual. I'm not devoted to meditation, breath work, journaling. I'm not devoted to any of those things. I am devoted to me and my inner work. And that's going to look different. Sometimes on a day to day basis, sometimes on a week to week basis, sometimes on a month or a season, whatever you know I have going on on my plate. But, at the beginning of and end of each day, like I wake up knowing that I put myself first and I go to bed feeling good mm-hmm. that I'm prioritizing my growth and my evolution and who I'm being in this world. And so, um, you know, I as much as I love things like, uh, Miracle morning and the rituals. Right. I think think it works for a lot of people, especially for me when I have a lot going on, I feel like having a grounded ritual every morning really does support me. However, I also feel like that can kick people in the ass when they try and perfect it. Um, so for me, it's like, just be devoted to yourself, be devoted to your evolution, be devoted to your inner work, um, and heightening your awareness and and being better every day.
1: I, I love, I love that you said that. Um, I, uh, I always tell people show, show yourself grace mm-hmm. and, and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, like, yes, um, ideally this is the time that I'd like to wake up. They're like, oh, do you do it every day? I'm like, no. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? Like, what, but then how do you know if you don't follow through? I'm like, listen, listen. I'm like, I know what I want to do. and I know what grounds me. I'm like, but sometimes my body needs a little extra rest. So if I find that that happens, I just basically say to myself, I'm like, listen, you need the rest. Good for you good for you uh, are you ready to get up now yeah okay cool um of the things still left in you know the times of the morning before you have to get onto you know the the, the work the client work of the day how would you like to handle that uh, what would you like to do right now and I'll go right into what might just be you know I'll, I'll intuitively feel like I need at that moment and, and I think it's yeah because you, you hear of like yeah miracle morning or um, you know 5 am club and, and all these different things and I, I think I, I tried so many variations that I ended up finding uh, myself in <laughs> like just what works without the guilt. Because um, if we uh, if we guilt ourselves, then we're going very against we're going very much against the fabric of why we're doing all the personal growth in the first place. And if we don't have grace for ourselves, um, then we we fall victim to old patterns and belief systems and habits. And it's like, look, I'm a human being. I'm just trying to, you know figure everything out one day at a time and and uh, be that much better than the day before and and um, chances you know of fuckups are getting smaller and smaller. And even when new fuckups happen or new things that I had't anticipated, I'm like, oh cool, new ways to learn how how to learn all the things, how to apply what I've been learning in the process, you know mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah, what what types of um, from the time of two thousand and twelve till now what have been some of the most profound inner work items that really you know that really you know what I mean like they really hit you in a different way like holy shit like where it just clicks open you're like man like how did I not see that before but also or or just they seem so simple but they were so unbelievably impactful you know what I mean like just those moments where um from taking that time to like whether it's reflecting on some of the patterns or the way you were making decisions um to you know how you were speaking to people um you know and 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 seeing certain outcomes over and over again but then like all of a sudden a small little shift and you're like oh that's why that outcome keeps happening that's weird and then you like, actually shifted it and you're like it's gone you know i mean have there uh, do you have a few like top of mind
0: i mean i feel like everything that i've invested in myself and for my growth has supported me. Um, because, and I say that only because I know a lot of people will say, Oh, I, I invested in this coach and I didn't get what I wanted. Oh, yeah, it's no, like, no, well, are yeah. you focused on what you did get though? Like what you did learn everything I I've learned, um, whether it's what not to do or what to do, um, having the, having good solid mentors has been, um, incredible, and then also uh the plant medicine space for me specifically um has been a state a, a space that I've thrived in and continue to thrive in and I'm devoted to um, my growth with plant medicine. Um so you
1: feel like that on un- that unlocked a lot of like interesting. Definitely. Right. I
0: mean, one one Talk about s- that. one night with mama ayahuasca is like mm. 10 years of therapy and so yeah. and, and <laughs> I also so all don't want to glamorize right. medicine I think a lot of people talk about how you go in you have these big epiphanies and everything changes and it wasn't like that for me for like the first six ceremonies like I felt like I didn't have experiences mm. and and so it's it's very unique to every single individual, but what I have continued to get from this is through the integration that follows, you know, it's yes. not just the night, it's the integration. It's the connecting the dots. It's um, you know, the the shifts in your nervous system that happen through these different types of plant medicines. And um and allowing yourself the space to really integrate it, which is where I think a lot of people fall short when they go into plant medicine is they expect the plant medicine to do the work. And it's not like that at all. It's you do the work. It's a co-creation process and you have to continue that process through deep inner work and devotion to the inner work after the ceremony is complete to continue applying and integrating uh, and allowing those lessons to settle into your system. So for me, it's just, you know, it's been a combination of having the right mentors right. and sometimes not the right mentors, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. but but um always being unafraid to ask for help mm, there like, is. through mentorship. Like I think some people are like, Oh, I, I'm at this level. I don't need a coach or I don't need a mentor. It's like, I've always found that coaches and mentors can support me. And so I've consistently pretty much always had one every year since I've been in this work. Um, And then plant medicine for sure has uh, really taken me to a new depth of, of who I am.
1: You know, two things really stood out for me in there. Um, the integration is key. What you said right there is everything. Because now, and and you're you're right. I can see how ayahuasca would be equivalent to ten years of therapy. Um, and then, of course, integrating what you learn right in. And I and I tell people all the time, especially the ones who um, are really addicted to like all the personal development courses and the and the books and all this other stuff. I'm like, it's really about reading and then doing or interacting and then doing and like, like, you, you know, cause they're like, well, what's the next book? I'm like, apply what you're learning in real time. That was how, cause they were like, well, how'd you do it? I'm like, I just, when I started really paying more attention to these books that I was reading, I was just basically like integrating it in real time and trying out what they're saying. I'm like, that's the process that they talk about when they say like embrace the process. I'm like, you ever wonder what they mean when they say embrace the process? Like you get told something and then you try it. You get told something and then you try it. So, I think integration is everything. Um, and even though I know you were really into ayahuasca, but just in general, like that's and it's clear that that's what you've done constantly, whether it was through plant medicine or through, um, you know, your, your mentorship or, or learning is taking what's being taught and integrating it and just Mm -hmm. trying it, you know? And then the other thing that you said too, um, the asking of the questions, um, that really hit home for me because one of the, the biggest lessons I learned over the last eight to 10 was, um, humility. The humility is like such a superpower. Uh, And I've mentioned that before because if we have humility, then we have respect for ourselves and others to know exactly where we're at and know exactly that we need help and that we're, you know, and we have the ability to ask other people, like, hey, I need, you know, I need help with this. Oh, why do you need help? Well, I don't understand this and this and this. You're honest, you're straightforward you're clear on what you don't know, which is kind of a funny ironic, ironic statement to say, but, but you're clear that you don't know something and allow allows somebody else to be like, do you want help? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, here's how I do that. Oh, that's so great. And then you have the humility to do the work on what they just told you. Otherwise you're just shitting in their face for like, you know, them taking the time out to try to help you. And I always say that we always have responsibilities to our mentors and to our coaches and to our, like, if they're telling you stuff, we have to show up for them because whether we're paying them or we're not, even if they're just like mentors that are just there, they're taking time out to help you. Like that's their time too. Like we have to show that responsibility right back and be like, let me integrate. Let me actually do what you're telling me to do. So that humility of like, I'm dropping the ego and doing the work um, or asking the right questions or asking questions in general to get to the right questions. um, That really resonates with me when you're saying like, you know, just asking people like, or asking the right people, you know? Um, And I think that so many people get in their own way for change. Because they're so afraid to ask, you know, um, on all levels, whether in business or in personal or in relationships or anything. It's like, just ask, like, hey, I'm, I'm tripped up here. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? You know, because I think it's maybe they think it's like a sign of weakness or something like that. And then clearly, you know, do, have you seen like, with, like how do you feel, like, do you, do you see enough leader leaders with humility?
0: No, um, I do actually, I'm careful with who I surround myself with. Of course, uh, with so I course. definitely do see the humility in, in leaders, but again, this is like the old paradigm versus the new paradigm, right? Right. Of right. Of, of of the old paradigm not being humble, and the new paradigm being humble. I, I just tweeted this yesterday: be humble enough to know that you don't know everything. Um, uh, yeah. So, just own what you don't know, and and be humble when you fuck up, and
1: just <laughs> yeah,
0: be understand that you're a human. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, great.
1: Um, so, uh, what do you have coming up next? Like, what are some things that, you know, you're really excited about or that, that are, that are happening right now?
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. So the end of every year is when I start filling my programs for the following year. So right now I am in the midst of, uh, taking in applications and, um, talking to leaders who want to be part of the 2021 thought leader, uh, collective and, um, this is always a really exciting time for me. Uh, I love the Thought Leader Collective, TLC for short. Um, these are leaders who see themselves as conscious leaders, but are really, really devoted to the inner work. Like they are in it to be it. And so right now I'm enrolling for that and talking to some really cool leaders from around the world. Um, And then I'm also finishing up my book, which is coming out soon. Um, I'll share a link with you to share with your audience um, if they want to get on the wait list for that. Um, But the book is really on how to unlock your potency and bring that into your leadership. Uh, And so those are the two things right now that I'm super stoked about um
1: that's awesome
0: yeah and yeah.
1: Where, where, where can everybody like they contact you where can they connect yes. with you how can they find you or get ready for the book all the stuff all the things
0: yeah so um mm-hmm. Um, you'll you can head there that's the hub for everything mm-hmm. um I will give you we don't have as of recording this I don't have the link for the waitlist for the book right now but I will give it to you so you have it for the show notes okay um, they could also. Find me on social media. My favorite places to hang out are Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at IamRuby. I'm also on YouTube at IamRuby. And my podcast, Two Days Thought Leader, on all podcast apps. And then finally, um, if you are in the US or Canada, I do have a text messaging service Uh, You can text me at 1781 336 0160. Uh, The first message you'll receive is automated and it's just going to ask you to add yourself in my phone book. And then once you do that from there on out, you will be texting directly with me. So, those are all the things. Those are all the places where you can find me. And I do encourage you to reach out. If you listen to this episode, hit me up and let me know what your biggest takeaways are, what your biggest insights are. And if you want to apply for Thought Leader Collective, go to rubyfremont.com forward slash TLC. And if you want the book um, to get on the wait list, check the show notes because I'm going to give the link to Matt once I have it um, and get on the wait list for the book.
1: Awesome, awesome. And thank you for doing this. I mean, I know it was a like kind of a surprise last minute move to go IG IG live. Um yeah. honestly. Honestly, as much as I, I really enjoyed it and I know the audience really liked it. It was like hundred and seventy some people it said that were at uh in and out on that conversation. Um it's it's actually a lot more difficult trying to do that, trying to um control my sound so it doesn't echo over here for you. Try to like stay completely present and whatnot. Um so I did my absolute best. Um, because normally it's just me, you and a, and two mics and uh and I can see why I love that so much now. <laughs> so So I really, really, truly appreciate you coming on the show and and sharing, you know, um, your experience and, um, you know, all of the life changes that you've had. And I know that the audience really appreciates it, too. Um, And so I'm really really looking forward to them connecting with you guys. Everybody listening, please, you know, make sure go check out I am Ruby on Instagram. She's very approachable. Be very respectful. She's got a very busy life, but um, she's just doing all of the things that you might find very not might. You will find very helpful. Um, and she's got her amazing book coming out. So, you know, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, and Ruby Freeman, R U B Y F R E M O N.com. That's the catch all go check her out there. That's where you can kind of find out, not kind of, you can find out about all the different things that she's got going on. And if there's anything new, she'll let you know, Ruby, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for being here and and, and doing this with me.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really, really hope that this conversation uh, supports a lot of leaders today.
1: Oh, I, I, you have no idea. I'm sure. I'll, <laughs> I'm sure the outpour, <laughs> as usual, and all the outreach will be a phenomenal. Um, and I always say this to all of the people that come on the show. You're welcome back on anytime. It's a journey driven podcast. So feel free, you know, if you want to come back on, you want to tackle some other subjects. I know we'll never be short of some information and content. So um, you're welcome back. You let me know when we want to do another one. And we sure will we'll bust out another one for sure. Okay.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thank Thank you to our listeners.
1: Awesome. Thank you for everybody. Ruby Freeman, please go check out her website, r-u-b-y-f-r-e-m-o-n.com and I am Ruby on Insta. And you also find her on Twitter. So, um, amazing, amazing guest for, I know she's got to wrap up and she's got to get going, but I just want to thank all of you guys for listening and for all the love and for all of the reviews and the ratings, you guys are phenomenal. And for all of our new people, thank you for being, becoming a part of this journey I appreciate you can reach out for anything and we'll we'll talk soon for my guest ruby freeman for myself matt gossman and for this awesome podcast that uh you guys continue to support we are out